going on, y'all? It's Chris. And I'm going to keep it real. You know, it's a little uncomfortable being in front of the mic right now um, without my boy Jay. And, you know, I never thought I would be able to sit here and do a solo. But honestly, I think a lot of the events in my life have pushed me to this point. Um, you know, today I'm going to talk a little bit about just feeling a little bit uncomfortable in my life right now. Some of the events that have led up to me feeling like this and even doing this podcast. Um, and ultimately just using this as a space to tell my story and to just like, you know what, like give people the real authentic truth behind my life. Almost like a fucking journal, except you get every little fucking detail. And you know what? I realized that by doing a solo pod, it actually gives me the ability to kind of let myself really loose in the sense that <laughs> I think before, you know, I get to, at least with, you know, when I had a partner, um, you know, I had somebody to bounce things off of or just throw them there or just, you know, have them to kind of save me in times where it might get really sus or the opinion might get a little crazy. But I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, you know what? My biggest aim right now is validating myself. And that's kind of where I'm going to start is I think that has been probably one of my biggest issues that I've had. And I think everybody does, right? I think all of us kind of face this, you know, feeling between needing people, wanting a relationship, wanting more friendships, wanting more from our friendships. And should we spend that time alone? Should we spend that time with them? Should we spend this time looking for somebody? Do we need someone? And this is something that I feel like I've been tackling or trying to kind of figure out for a very long time. You know, I'm on here and I sit here. And I'm like, yo, confidence, Chris, right? You know, I'm all out here talking my fucking shit, being all hardo, fucking gym, yatted, fucking blah, 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 all this self, how would you say it? Self-serving bullshit, to be honest. And I think that's part of the reason that I'm sitting here right now alone is my journey has taken me from somebody when I think I was growing up as somebody who had a lot of friends, somebody who didn't really give a fuck. And maybe it's just the innocence of growing up, right? You're fucking in your teens and your twenties. You don't know what the fuck is going on. So you're just fucking winging it. I mean, I was doing crazy ass shit. And when I say that, like just dumb shit, like throwing rocks off of, I don't even know, into the highway, into cars, Smashing off car mirrors for no reason. Um, just doing mischievous kid shit. And I thought, oh, nonconformist. Fuck the popular opinion. You know, I even, I, I don't know. Maybe it was just like angst too. I feel like I had that against girls as well. Maybe it's because I was getting no pussy so early on. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I feel like that's probably even why I got into dating and relationships in the first place. People always ask me that. And I'm like, listen, I was on both sides. I'm like the straight gay guy, to be honest. Um, unfortunately, when I was growing up, um, yeah, I don't think I was the tallest. I'm still not now, right? That kind of blows. But just like it was even worse when I was in elementary school. Like I was like the little fucking runt. Uh, but I wasn't not cool. So like I had friends. So that was the thing. It was like my friends would all get the girls and then I would be friends with their girlfriends or the girls that they were talking to. And I was just uh, the dedicated middleman. So, you know, I just ended up being the guy that people went to for advice on their relationships and their life. And I think I became very observant on what the, uh, the other gender was looking for, um, because I was trying to weasel my way into some cooch, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I was trying to get some, and, uh, it took me a very long time to get to that point. Uh, I even remember sitting in my bed with like this super hot girl. She kind of smelled weird. <laughs> I remember her scent so fucking vividly. I can't even, she was Egyptian. I don't listen. I'm not over here pointing fingers, whatever. Long story short. Um, yeah, I remember like we were trying to like get it on. Couldn't get my D hard. That's also another problem that I have too, right? I have like this like mild erectile dysfunction. I don't know if it's psych psychological or it's physical. I've been using Cialis for like the last five years and that shit is a problem in itself too. I mean, here's the thing. We, we like to think that, uh, and if, for those that don't know what Cialis is, 
this is just already off the fucking... If you don't know what Cialis is, it's kind of like Viagra. I like it personally better than Viagra because Viagra only has like a four to six hour window. And to be honest, it's not that, I mean, it's good, but like, I don't know, I can't time it right. And that's the problem with this shit It's like, you have to time it right. So like, I have to know when I'm going to have sex because I need to take at least some or a little bit before I fucking do that, which is insane. But uh, to my point, so see the difference is Cialis is a little bit longer lasting. That could last about 36 hours. Now, you're not running around with a fucking heart on every second of the day. But I will say this. You take one of those things, Viagra, Cialis, you're hornier. You know what I mean? And, like, that's when I make a lot of my mistakes. I call people I shouldn't. Um, yo, I can't even imagine. I honestly, I, so I don't really drink. But back in my day, like, if I was getting drunk and I was taking that shit, I don't know what the fuck I would be doing. I've been doing some crazy shit. Long story short, I have erectile dysfunction. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. And well, I guess I was saying that like Cialis kind of gets me in trouble a little bit because like sometimes I take it thinking that I'm going to bang and then I come off too aggressive. And here's my problem. And here's a problem that I have with a lot of the girls that I meet is I, you never know when they want to bang, but I'll tell you this. Whenever I don't take it is when they want to fuck me. And that's women in general. Women want to bang you when you don't want to bang them. That's how it is. Literally the other day, I'm not joking. So, okay. So, and this is kind of like the middle of the end of the, the main story that I'm going to tell today. So I've been talking to this kind of new girl and I guess it's talking. I don't know what the fuck we're doing. I, I mean, she, she's probably going to listen to this, but fuck it. Um, but she came over to my house and this is like the third or fourth time of us hanging out. You know, I've been chilling. I've been having a good time with her. She's cool. But, um, to be honest, she's fucking 22 back to my same bullshit patterns, which is also what we're going to talk about today too. Um, but anyways, like dope girl, she's, she's cool. But again, different phases of life going back to my patterns. My pattern is, is messing with people or fucking around with people that I know maybe aren't the full thing for me or the full package. Now, some people might say that it's not necessarily a big deal. I mean, it is what it is. We've got one life, right? Because here's the other problem that I keep facing is I keep meeting people where maybe they aren't in that phase of life or whatever. And then I just fucking discard the relationship so quickly. And I'm so quick to just like tell everybody, oh no, I'm done. I'm like, yeah, I don't need this. I'm done. And then I'm like, bro, but where's the room for friendship? Where's the room for just, you know, the casual lay every once in a while? Uh, long story short, back to the Cialis thing. So we hang out one day, we go to the gym. Um, I invite her back to my house. She comes over. I, I feel like this was the night that I kind of, the nails in the coffin in terms of, I feel like I figured out that she wasn't going to be somebody I was going to be with for a long time. Um, really, I felt like that was when our vibe and age showed just little things. Um, just like, she's just like on her phone a lot and, I could just tell like there's some, just sometimes like it's crazy. I just feel like the younger generation of people like you guys are so glued to your phone. Like you're not necessarily so present. And honestly, that's a comment and feedback my own friends give to me when I'm hanging out with them. I'm like, I really try not to do that, but I totally understand why they feel that way. Um, because bro, that shit is annoying. And I could just tell like, first off, she doesn't understand my sarcasm at all. Zero. So like I have to like stop and explain myself. And as soon as that starts happening, it's game over. Um, so at this point, I think it's just two people. We're both tattooed. We're slightly jacked. Um, and I just think we're very attracted to each other. We are hanging out and, you know, I, I took a little bit. So we're at the juncture in my house where I'm fucking going ham, right? Um, be like, you know, we're making out, we're going in and... Like I'm putting the fucking pressure on, to be honest. Um, and I could tell like, she's like down, but she's like, you know, she's doing that thing where she's like, mm, like not today. You know what I mean? Just like, mm, like not right now. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, like that's cool. And then we just like make out for another like 20 minutes, half hour. We're not really talking about anything. We're just making out for like two hours. <laughs> We're making out for like two hours straight. You know what I mean? Just on the couch, filling each other up. We just have like, you know, five or 10 minutes of conversation in between and then it's just making out. Uh, finally, we somehow 
I, I don't I don't know if I give her a tour. That's like my my move. I'm like, hey, you want the tour? We go upstairs. <laughs> uh, we go to my room, and yeah, at that point we're laying around, and she's like, still like, we almost we kind of almost bang on the couch first, um, and then like you know we kind of don't um, upstairs. <sighs> Finally get to this point where we're like macking it hard. And then I could just tell like we hit this point where I'm like, dude, I have tried so much, you know, it's not happening. And again, I'm not like fucking going balls to the walls where this girl is like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to force somebody to do anything. Um, but anyways, I'm putting the pressure on, but it's now it's like getting kind of late. I'm getting fucking tired. I smoked a blunt. Uh, we smoked a little bit before. So we hit this point, And again, this is what I'm talking about with the Cialis where I'm like, you know, I'm I'm hard, you know, I'm going in and I'm putting the fucking pressure on for a couple hours. We hit this point where I was like, all right, you know what? Like, I think I'm going to go to bed. I was like, I'm pretty tired and you know, I kind of want to go to sleep. It's fucking like one in the morning. I'm not trying to stay up late. Just fucking making out with you for another hour. Um, and she's like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, like I think I'm like just going to go home then. I was like, oh, okay, there's no problem. I was like, you could stay if you want. Like I had no problem with that. Again, there's no weirdness. Like I'm, I'm down for this person. She's my friend, you know, uh, not a bad person, super fucking attractive. So she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, let me see like what's good. Like probably, probably just leave. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. So I kind of like roll over, you know what I mean? I'm naked by the way. Um, <laughs> She's got her shorts on and her shirt on. I'm just laying down next to her, butt ass naked. Um, you know, I've gotten hard and soft maybe about 10 to 15 times. <laughs> I'm hitting this point and she's asking me, she's like, is blue balls real? I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's real. I was like, I don't have it right now, but I'm like, you know, like, let's just stop having this car. Like, I don't want to talk about sex anymore. Like I, like I'm good. Like I don't want to keep making out. Um, so then this is my point. We lay back over. I, just like, all right, see ya. She turns over, starts like stroking me. <laughs> Next thing you know, just because I said no and I'm going to sleep and I was done and I stopped being aggro, homegirl starts yakking me off. Next thing you know, pull her shorts off. She's like, she's like, finally got my shorts off. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did. That's fucking great. Yeah, three hours later, we could have did this two hours ago, but we had to do the whole fucking thing. Ugh, I'm sounding like a fucking douchebag. And this is my problem already. Whatever. Fuck you. I don't even care at this point. Um, so at that point, uh, we fucking go ham. You know, I, this is the first time I had sex in like eh, two or three weeks. And then the time before that was one time. And then before that was uh, the girl that I was talking to that I don't know that keeps coming up in my mind. But we're going to get to that. I'll say this from this particular situation. I feel like it kind of made me even more introspective. Um, before that even day happened, that was on a Wednesday. I was two days in to feeling really uncomfortable and kind of like shit, not knowing what I wanted to do because I was just talking to this girl that we've been no contact for about four weeks. And I think that's the source of a lot of my discomfort. Um, and lately I've really, it's been fucking hard. I'm not, I'm not joking you. Like I, I've just been going through a lot of changes in my life. Um, really trying to figure out like whether the party or partying is something that I want to do. I don't even drink, but a lot of my close friends I've really made have been pretty much made through partying and fucking raving and doing drugs. Um, and that's where it's really been hard is. So let me give you a little bit of background. So, that girl, again, is just more of a recent thing. Uh, but before that, I was talking to this girl and I kind of met her through, you know, she was helping me with my work. Um, never actually paid her anything um, because we just started like hitting it off. Honestly, the first couple of times that we talked, like we were long distance. And next thing you know, we were fucking on FaceTime within two weeks. Um, which is really strange for somebody I've never met before. So we had a lot of chemistry to begin with. Um, she eventually came over. Her brother lives here. She came to visit. What's kind of wild is in those first three days that she came to visit, she came, I think it was like a, a Tuesday through Thursday or Monday through Thursday or something like that. 
I'm going to keep it real. Like, I was not physically attracted to her as much as I thought I was over FaceTime. <laughs> um, and, and, and that's no disrespect. Um, like, honestly, the, the more I got to know her, the, the more beautiful she got. I even tell people that, like, you know, I don't know. Oh, gosh. I don't even want to talk about this right now. But I, I feel like it's just fucking real. You know, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. So I feel like when you meet somebody, they kind of fall into, like, four particular categories. Usually I score people zero through three. Um, and, you know, honestly, I don't give a fuck if you take offense to this. Uh, zero being... If you see them, like, and this is attractiveness scale, by the way. Zero is you wouldn't do it even if you are fucked up. A one is somebody that you would only hook up with when you're fucked up. A two is somebody that you would hook up with only sober. Well, well you would do it sober uh, and also drunk, I guess. But you wouldn't wife them. And a three is somebody just on the attractiveness scale. And this is talking about no personality involved is somebody you would wife just from an attractiveness scale. And again, that doesn't mean you are wifey. I'm talking about just attractiveness. And I, I will tell you right now that the majority of girls that I've dated that have been threes have personalities that make them easily a, a two or a one. I'm telling you this right now, point blank. But just to keep it real, I would say that this girl would be somebody that I would hook up with maybe a little drunk. Uh, in terms of first, no, 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 that's probably not true. Probably, uh, probably a two, you know, I'd, I'd hook up with her sober, um, attractiveness just off the jump. And again, this is just me being fucking real and honest. I listen, I, I'm not sitting here telling you I'm a perfect fucking 10. Um, but everybody's got preferences, right, bro? There's people that meet me that don't fuck with me. Yo, I'm, I'm a whole five, seven. I am not tall. Uh, I'm not the best looking dude on the planet, but I'm just fucking me. You know what I mean? I've accepted myself um, and I take care of myself. It is what it is. You can make a judgment for yourself. I'm either a zero through a three on your fucking scale. Uh, long story short. So I meet this girl. I'm like, you know, she's fucking dope. And we have like this weird chemistry, but like I'm not very attracted to her. And so we just, we're like, all right, I, I tell her to her face. I'm like, listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, uh, something's not doing it for me and I don't know what it is, but I'm down to keep hanging out with you. But I just, I don't know. Something's missing for me. I said that to her. Uh, we, that weekend, that's the weekend I hooked up with Vegas girl and some other girl. I hooked up with two girls that weekend. She flies back or not flies, or maybe she does. I think she flies back that next week. So again, she's like sort of helping me with stuff with work. Um, and I tell her to her face and I was like, Hey, I'm I, like, I need to like talk to you for a second. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I fucked two girls this weekend. And she kind of just sat there. Definitely hurt, you know, um, definitely confused, but also like in a weird way, understanding was just kind of like, all right, you know, I guess we're not at that juncture yet. So I understand. I appreciate you telling me. And after that, we just started keep going. Next thing you know, we do that for another two weeks. I don't know. Something something just started to change. Like the vibe, the chemistry that we had. Um, we had a really good friendship. And I'm going to be honest with you, though. My, my life has really been centered a lot around my work. I would say 95%. And she's one of the smartest people I've probably met um, when it comes to business. And when it just, you know, just... I think intelligence in that way, right? Business, very business savvy. And that's really enjoyable for me. Like I, I am a hundred percent a sapiosexual. If you show me that you have some intelligence and you got some passion in the things that you're doing, that's what I'm saying. She, she went from literally a one, I guess, and maybe a two to somebody that I was like, damn, like I, I actually do like spending time with her like that. Like I actually, I was like, I don't, I don't really care to be, you know, with some other people for the moment. It was in the back of my mind. I was like, I don't really know, you know? Um, so anyways, we hang out. It's going great. I guess <laughs> one more week comes that she doesn't come back. 
So I haven't seen her for like a week and a half now. And some girl flies in from Miami. She hits me up. She's like, hey, do you want to go to dinner? I say, yeah, I'm down. Go to dinner with this other girl. We smash. And that weekend, it was the other girl's birthday. Next morning, I'm feeling guilty. I talk to, I call her on the phone. I was like, hey, I haven't been the best. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, you know, I haven't been the best. Uh, she's like, what do you mean? I was like, I was like, I... I slept with somebody last night. She's in Vegas for her birthday that weekend. And I was like, you know, here's the thing. I'm not holding anything against her at this point. I think she had, uh, after the time that I told her I hooked up with two guys uh, that first weekend, she had gone and went home and I think did something with somebody um, back wherever she was located. <laughs> Uh, and she kind of told me, but I could tell now that there was this, like, I don't know. I, and, and I'll explain to you what I kind of started and, and kind of where I'm going with this. So anyways, she has Vegas that weekend. It's her birthday. Um, you know, I don't know if she, she was still talking to other people or something like that, uh, during this time, but I think she was like kind of in on me. You guys know how it is with girls. Like once you start hooking up with somebody, it's like, it's kind of hard to just like venture out. Uh, especially when we're vibing, like the way we kind of were. But again, remember this is only three weeks that I've met this person in person. We're talking about a total of nine days, right? Or, or 10 to 11 days. I'm still at the point where I'm a little uncertain and I'm going to be honest with you at this juncture. Like I was like down because I was like, yeah, this is fun. And she's helping me. But at the same time, I'm still a little bit uncertain. I'm not fully sold. And again, this is all about me understanding, like, you know, for me to take somebody on, like, they really do got to be special. And I, I really do want to vet them and make sure that they're the real deal. But again, off the jump, the physical attraction wasn't there. And it's kind of it's kind of building now. And, and, and the chemistry is building, but we're still not at that juncture. So I don't know if it's the avoiding in me. I don't know if it was just because I'm single and I was just like, well, what else am I doing? She hasn't been here in a week and a half. Uh, I've like, I was, you know, I was being so good. Um, and then, you know, somebody, some girl serves it up on a silver platter. And next thing you know, I fucking do that. But honestly, here's the thing. It's like, I, I'm sitting here. It's almost like I'm admitting to like some sort of guilt. But the reality is, is like, I made the choice that I wanted to make in the moment. And yeah, it's like we all want to sit here and just like hope everybody's a one person person, you know? And I think a lot of girls like they listen to that and they're like, "Oh my god." You know? But but the reality is is I don't know, it takes time to get to know somebody and at the beginning of a relationship there is just going to be a period where you don't know what's going on and to be honest, I, I'm just an honest guy. Like there's guys you probably talk to that do shit or talking to people and they, they're not going to say a word. And because to be honest in the talking stage, my, my true opinion on this is ignorance is bliss. Um, but for me, it's not that way, right? I have a whole online public persona. Every time I fuck somebody, I'm talking about it online. Uh, there's no hiding shit for me. Uh, so really there is really difficult because there's almost like this, there's no buildup period. Um, in my dating life, it's either like I'm talking to you and it's almost like we're full on fucking dating right from the jump or, there's no other option because every girl is sitting there thinking to themselves, well, I can't fuck around with this. If this is happening, it's like, give me some time to get to know you. And then I can, we can, we can talk about exclusivity. So again, there's no exclusivity at this juncture. It's not like we've even had that boundaries conversation. It wasn't that, but again, now I'm feeling like admitting this to people. Cause I'm, I'm so fucking authentic that I just got to be fucking real. Right. Tell her she goes to Vegas for the weekend for her birthday. Um, I don't really ask questions. I don't think she did anything, but who knows? Um, and to be honest, I'm going to keep it fucking real. I really wouldn't have cared. I, I, I really don't. I'm not somebody, especially at that juncture, because I know myself, like, fuck it. You want to be with other people during that time? That's not, that's not for me. I, I'm a big believer that the right person is going to eventually see my value and would only want to fuck with me when the boundaries come time to make boundaries. I would hope you would just be real and authentic. And that's also why I take my time at the beginning too, because honestly, there's a lot of people that when they try to date me and they start talking to me, 
They put on a, a mask, right? All of my personality is online. So a lot of these girls that meet me, like, it's fucking wild. Like, they'll be making comments like, oh, I love house music. Or, oh, my God, I eat like that, too. And I'm like, don't fucking lie to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who the fuck are you lying to? You know what I mean? Like, anyway, so I think I already have trust issues to begin with. And on top of that, now that I have this, like, platform, it makes it even more difficult. Sometimes you don't know the real intention behind these people. And again, I met this girl kind of online as well. So long story short, <laughs> my favorite line in the book, long story short. And it's always a fucking long story. Um, she comes back and uh, we, she comes back after that weekend in Vegas. And that's when we had our first big blowout. I mean, it was fine. And she got back and I was starting to tell her, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I, I really am starting to like you. And like, I don't want to keep doing that to you. Um, this little dating event was coming up that I was going to sponsor. And I don't know if it got misconveyed or whatever, but she had this idea in her mind, right? That I was going to go to this dating event on my own. Uh, and for some reason, just, I don't know, be myself. And this is where the first piece of friction comes in. She, As, as we're like preparing to go to this event, I have this event at seven or eight at night. And this is during the week that she comes back from Vegas. And now remember, there's a little bit of friction and tension because she's feeling weird. Now I've hooked up with a couple people. I mean, she's done her shit too, but not to that degree. Right. But so now we're already starting off on this weird, uneven foot where I could tell now that there's this little, like she doesn't like almost like this mistrust. Um, so she randomly, because we, I, I have this big conversation with every girl that I date or every person. I'm like, hey, listen, like, I don't care what the fuck you do. I was like, just be fucking honest with me. I was like, I don't, if you're going to go do some shit, like, you don't need to even tell me, but just like, don't let me find some shit out. Like, don't lie to me. That's all I'm saying. Don't fucking lie to me. Ignorance is bliss, but like, also don't lie to me. Um, We, I have this dating event. It's coming up. All of a sudden she starts telling me, it's like, hey, actually, I might, I might go to dinner with this guy. And I'm like, oh, you're going to go to, like, when? She's like, oh, like, when you go to your event later, I'm going to go to dinner with this guy. And I'm just like, what is this really fucking about? I was like, well, she, like, shows me the conversation. And she's like, oh, yeah, like, my friend is supposed to go to this event tonight. I'm not sure if I'm going with him. And if I'm not, like, I would be down to, like, come see you. It's a guy that she met on an airplane that apparently she was going to give business advice to. He's also uh, six years younger than her, so he was 22. But she showed me the DMs, and she DM'd him first saying, Hey, cutie, <laughs> you tell me. I don't fucking know, bro. Uh, long story short, she makes it seem... Like she just wanted to go to dinner to give this guy business advice. I was like, I was like, where the fuck is this coming from? I was like, is this about me not telling you to go to the fucking dating event with me? And she's like, no, I just, I, I was just going to go anyway. So now I'm like getting, I'm like, just take accountability for the fact that you're doing this out of like a reaction. But she's telling me, no, I, I just did this because this is what I wanted to do. This is just like my life. I, I didn't know it was going to bother you. Like, you're staying at my house with me. You don't live here. <laughs> you know what I mean? What do, what do you mean? What do you mean? But anyways, we get into a fucking eight-hour fight. And that was our first big boiling point. Uh, eight-hour fight. I end up missing the dating event. No call, no show, because me and her are arguing about this. Um, and that's when shit really started getting on the table. That was the, I think I posted a, an Instagram reel about this, one of the car vlogs about how I had reservations and this was the fight when I think everything just started to like come to a head, right? Because I, I feel like there was angst on both sides and that's when, you know, I kind of told her that like I was, I felt like there was some things that didn't align. I was like, number one, I don't think you're showing up honestly and number two, like I don't love the fact or I don't appreciate the fact that I don't know. I, I'm not seeing much of a gym vibe. And the way that I communicated that was probably not right. The timing was definitely not right. And yeah, that's where I definitely made some mistakes in that conversation. I should have said that, I guess, earlier. But I, again, it was so weird because I was like, 
I don't know if I like her. And it's a really weird thing to just come out and tell somebody when you've been talking to them for just like three weeks. Like I'm not just going to turn around and be like, Hey, but then like all this started coming to a head at once. And honestly, I got emotional and I let that out. And I told her, you know, she was like crying. I don't know. It was just a messy night. I'm going to just be real with you. By that time, she goes home. We actually kind of make up by the end of the night and then in the morning. We actually don't really sleep in the same bed that night. The next day, she's like going to leave. And I don't know. That was that. I, I kept telling her. I was like, yo, like, I promise that, like, I, I still find you attractive. It's not that. And honestly, I'm not joking. At this juncture, I really did start. I was really starting to like her. Um, and that's why it was all just so fucking weird. Take her to the airport. We actually have a really good, like kind of send off moment. It was, um, it wasn't bad. And I don't remember if we had met up one more time after this. I think she had come back the next week. We vibed the entire time. Things were great. And I think when I left her off at the airport last I remember giving her like this like kiss goodbye um, and it was like deep and like sensual and it was weird. I was like, whoa, like I, I haven't been vibing with somebody like this for a long time. We're talking about like, even when she wasn't here, multiple hour conversations, texting every day. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've never, I haven't really done that with a girl in a very long time. And that moment I dropped her off at the airport, I didn't realize it, but that was going to be the last time I ever saw her in person. So after I drop her off, you know, at this point, she has an appointment to get her boobs done in Texas. Her family's from Texas, um, and she's going to stay with her family while she gets her surgery. Now, what this means is for me is at this juncture, we are about three or four weeks in terms of seeing each other. I think I've like, hung out with her a total of four weeks at this point, right? In person, um, you know, been texting a little bit, probably for like, you know, six weeks or so at this juncture. Um, and you know, I'm feeling really weird. She was supposed to come back that next week after. Um, but we actually got into another fight because her surgery was the following week and I wasn't going to see her that week. And that means that I wasn't going to see her in person for another four weeks to a month. So we're talking about a, a five to six week period where I wasn't going to see her in person. So it's like sitting and weighing on me because I'm at this juncture with this person where I'm unsure about my feelings. Like I'm like, fuck, like I do like talking to you a lot and like we are vibing, but also like I do have reservations I don't know how honest you have been in terms of like showing up with yourself. Like it feels like you have been, but again, I, we haven't spent enough time yet to know for a fact. Um, and I felt like there was just little moments in time where I was like, I don't know if she's being really authentic with me. And I, I also felt like we haven't had enough experiences outside of us working sometimes to really know for sure what, what this was or where it was going. So I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I have a rule that I'm not, I told myself I'm not doing long distance again. Last year I dated Miami and I dated a Canada girl. Last year I was in two long distance relationships and I never want to do it again. And it's not because it's not functional. It's just like, I guess it's, it's possible, but yo, to build trust in that phase is just, to me, it just doesn't really work that great. Like I want to feel you. I want to hold you. I want to touch you. Like, I do not want to be with another girl that I'm just fucking sitting here texting and talking to on the phone. I, I sit here and text and talk on the phone all day long. I'm by myself all the time. So I'm stuck in this place where I'm like, I'm not really sure. Like, I do really like talking to you at this juncture. When we, when we have a conversation, I told her, I was like, you know, I guess like, you know, I don't really want to keep hooking up with people, but I'm like, I'm also at the point where I'm like, Hey, like I have a conversation with her and I was like, Hey, like, do you think that we could just be friends until you are done and until you come back? 
And she kind of turns around and is like, oh, no. And, and again, this is why the beginning of the story matters is she's doesn't trust me, right? She doesn't trust that I'm not going to hook up other people, which I understand. I, I, it wasn't necessarily my plan, but I also didn't want to put the boundary already on the relationship because I'm like, what's the difference between that and us dating? You know what I mean? If I'm giving you exclusivity and we're doing this, like we're, we're four or five weeks in, like I, I'm still not there yet. We pretty much have this fight. That's like, all right, I'm at, I'm at a hard stop because I'm like, yo, I'm not doing long distance. And this is what you're asking me for. You're pretty much telling me long distance or nothing, or you're going to dip. So that's what we did. (laughs) We hit this place where, uh, she doesn't come back that week before her surgery. I didn't see her. And I was like, damn, this kind of sucks. Like I thought you were going to come back. And then I don't know, we got into another fight about something else. Who cares? Before I go to Hershey Park, my on vacation with my family, I turn around and I tell her, like, I'm all right, fine, we're not doing this then. Like, I I don't want to do long distance. I can't commit to that. And she's like, fine, all right, we'll just not talk then. Go no contact, two days. I'm on the plane. The, the next two days, I'm just feeling so empty. I'm like, damn, I miss this girl. Like, I was like, I talk to her every day. Like, I... I'm at this point where I'm like trying to be strong. You know what I mean? You go no contact. You try to be strong, but I just, I couldn't. <laughs> We're at Hershey Park. I'm with my fucking family. I'm on family vacation. I can't stop thinking about her. That, that first night that I sleep there, I just remember it was like midnight and I was like, I got to call her. I go in the bathroom of the hotel. I call her. And I was like, hey, I'm going to be real with you. Like, I I can't not talk to you. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, fine. I'll I'll give you the exclusivity. I was like, I won't emotionally cheat on you. I won't physically cheat on you. Like, let's just try it. Let's just see. I was like, I just can't not talk to you. She's excited. And yeah, actually very sus. Hope my parents and my brother don't listen to this, but. We then have phone sex <laughs> in the bathroom of the hotel. Oh my God. Uh, and you know, happy days. We're feeling good. Um, and I don't know, but even when that happened, right. I, you know, crawl back in my bed. I say good night. Something just didn't feel a hundred percent right. I don't know. Maybe I felt like I was like kind of pushed into that or I don't know. I just, I was happy that I was talking to her again, but I still felt like there was something between us and I I couldn't tell what it was. So we get through the vacation. Things are good. I come back home. We have a solid week where I'm on cloud nine. You know what I mean? Like everything's good. I got my person. Yeah, she's long distance, but we're still talking every day. You know, she has her surgery. I'm checking in, just making sure she's doing good. Um, that following week, things are going good. I think it's like a, a Tuesday or something. I don't fucking know. This girl hits me up and she was like, yo, um, can you help me get some shroom candies? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. I was like, let me hit up my boy. I message him. He's like, oh, I got them for you. Um, but he's like, oh, maybe like they're, they're backed up in production. So she's, so she's like, oh damn. She's like, I'm going on this trip this weekend. Like I really want some, I was like, you know what? I was like, I have some extra. I was like, just come over and I'll, I'll give you some for free. And she's like, oh, you mean it? I was like, yeah, sure. I'm like, what's the big deal? Not a problem. Uh, so she plans to come over. Uh, initially she was supposed to come. It was actually, it was a Thursday cause I had softball and she was supposed to come before my softball game and she was not around. And I was like, okay. I was like, I guess just come later in the day. Call her after, after softball. It's like eight 30 at night. She's like, Hey, my AC in my car went out and I need a, <clears throat> I need to like, I need a little bit of time. Like I think I come later in the night. I was like, yeah, it's fine. Not a problem. About 10 30 rolls around. Hits me up. She's like, Hey, I'm on the way. 
and she's got this really dreary mood attitude. And I was like, yo, what's going on? Are you like, you okay? And she's like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, not really. I'm not doing too good. And I was like, I was like, do you want to talk about it? And she's like, ah, I don't really want to do that. Like, but like, if you're offering, like, it would mean a lot to me. Like, I, I, I would love that. I was like, all right, that's fine. I was like, you can come in for a little bit. We can talk about it. Um, at this juncture, it's 1030. I, uh, text the girl I'm talking to and I'm like, Hey, like this girl's coming over to pick up some stuff, but she's not feeling too good. Um, and I initially sent my friend through text. I call her and this girl's on the way. I call her. She doesn't answer the first time. 15 minutes goes by. She calls me back. I just get out of the shower. I'm like, Hey, I'm gonna be, uh, I was like, listen, this girl is coming over to my house. She's just coming to pick up shroom candies, but she said she's not feeling good. I told her she'd come in and I just, we were going to talk. I promise I'm not going to do anything. Okay. Just trust me. And she's like, Chris, it's late. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, I understand. But like, you know, I'm telling you honestly, like I'm, I'm not going to do anything. I promise. I said, I'll call you after we're done. Girl comes over, smoke a joint. Um, and she's just like going in. She's telling me about her life. And I don't know. She's an entrepreneur. She ends up crying. This is what I do. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's like my claim to fame is like, I'm a healer, bro. I help people. Like if some shit's going on, like I, I want to help. Like I want to talk to you. I want to help you through that because I believe that's my superpower in a way. It's getting pretty late. It's like 1.30 in the morning now. This girl's still over my house. This other girl is like calling me. I ignore it. I'm like, dude, like I'm in the middle of a conversation. I'm being present. I'm texting her. It's like, please trust. I was like, trust. Like, I swear I'm not doing anything. Trust. Calling me, ignoring it. Finally, she stops. She calls me like seven times. Um, finished the conversation. It's like 2.30 in the morning at this point, which I understand. It's going to make somebody feel very uncomfortable. I call her and I was like, hey. She's yelling at me. She's like, I'm done. I can't do this. I was like, I was like, I know. I'm sorry. It's late, but I, I promise you nothing went down. Like I, I was being really fucking honest with you when I told you like it was, I was going to call you after and whatever. And at this point, you know, in my mind, I was like, maybe this was like a miniature test for me because I was like, you know, we're not dating. And I told you I wouldn't emotionally or physically cheat on you. And now we're hitting this barrier and I understand it's making you feel uncomfortable, but she's freaking out. So I'm like, listen, I promise nothing happened. Like I'm, I'm being real. I'm being honest. I'm, t I'm telling you right now, this is reality. She's freaking out. And again, I understand, right? As any girl would, she'd probably be losing her fucking mind. And especially with the stuff that has gone on where we've created this veil of like insecurity, right? And that's a lesson for me that I'm going to get to. And I'm going to wrap this up pretty soon. We have a full day where we're just not really talking. Saturday comes. We were on the phone for seven hours straight, six hours straight, just fucking talking about it. I'm like, listen, I told you I didn't do anything. You either got to believe me or you fucking don't. You either believe me or you fucking don't. And one thing I want to mention too about long distance is I did tell her that I had like hard trust issues. And this is the reason I didn't want to do long distance. I don't want to be fucking checking in and fucking thinking about where you're going or what you're doing. You know, it's like, we're not at that juncture yet. If I trusted you fully, then I wouldn't care. But I'm at this place too, where now if I ever do long distance again or any relationship, bro, I don't fucking care. I'm, I'm dead serious. Do what you want. I, I'm going to trust you. Until you break that trust, it is what it is. You're going to be out. You just don't do shady shit. I'm going to verify. But at the end of the day, you can't sit there and be anxious about what that person is doing and be worried. If they're going to do something to you, they're going to do something to you. And you just you just got to allow whatever is supposed to happen, happen. I'm a big believer in that now. I'm at the point where, again, it's a self-confidence to know that, okay, even if you're doing that, you're not meant for me. Or if you're doing that, then that's on you. That's your burden to bear. It's not mine. At the end of the six hour conversation, I'm like, yo, listen, I like, I am supposed to be focusing on my work. You know, that's all I fucking care about. And to be honest, this is what I told her work is number one priority right now in my life. I'm not at the juncture where I'm ready to fucking 
super settled down unless somebody truly fits in my life. And the thing is, she was just happening to fit in my life because she was helping me with work and she was just, again, it just worked so seamlessly. But again, it was really work focused. So now that this relationship is starting to interrupt the thing that I care most about, which is my job. I don't know if it's a job. It's just my fucking life. I, I, I end it. I'm like, I can't do this. So we stopped talking that night. She calls me 11. I, you know, I miss you. Like, I, I love you. I, I don't want to lose you. And I'm like, I, you know, I, I love you too. And I don't want to lose you either. Uh, I'm at a concert and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't want to fucking be here. You know, I'm 30 years old. Like I just remember standing in the middle of that concert thinking to myself, I'm hanging out with people that are 23. They're fucking, we're, you know, they're doing drugs. I'm like, dude, I've been doing this for seven years. I'm fucking over this shit. You know what I mean? Like I want something real. Like I want people that are ahead of me. I, and, and this is where a lot of my, uncomfortability has really happened lately. Like I've had to take a fucking hard look at the relationships in my life and the time that I've been spending. And if that's truly how I feel, I got to limit that amount of time. doesn't mean I need to eliminate those people out of my life. Right. But it definitely means I need to limit that, but we're going to get there. So we get back on the, the hook and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, fuck, like, you know, on Sunday we talk about things, things are good. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, dude, if more issues keep coming up, I can't keep doing this with her because what the fuck am I doing? I can't be fighting with somebody when I need to be focusing. Monday rolls around. We have a conversation. We're on the phone for an hour as we typically are. And I feel like the conversation got a little jabby. And what I mean by that is I'd put up the the post for a new assistant and I think I make a comment about how like, oh, I got to get like this cute blonde girl is going to be in my videos. And I need to take accountability for being a fucking asshole too. And one thing she knows about me uh, is I really don't like other creators. Not that I don't like other creators, but I've got some envy issues and not envy for like a person, but just like envy for effort. Like when I see somebody doing really well and performing really well, it hurts me and it's fucking stupid. And it's so small and egotistical and it's the trait I despise about myself the most. But she knows that and she makes a comment about how, and you guys probably know the creator, um, she's like, Oh, I, I went in a hole of Duke Gomez's videos and I was watching it for eight hours. Oh my God. His eyes are so pretty. Um, she's like, you need to do more stitching. You need to be a, more unhinged. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, why is this girl fucking talking about this right now? And she's like, you know that we just went through these three rough days. I've been away from work and now you're bringing this shit up. I'm like, bro. And then I think the last straw, the final comment, and there was two comments in that conversation that killed me with this relationship. The first one was, we're talking about my coaching. I was like, ah, you know, it's kind of hard for me. I was like, you know, I coach people. I'm, I'm different than him. Like, I can't just be, you know, calling people fucking fat. That's also, I don't even want to do that. I was like, I was like, to be honest, like, that's just like hella judgmental comment. That's like people rallying around hate. The reason people love those accounts so much is because people are such fucking haters you know they love shitting on people you guys i mean i'm not gonna blame anyone but you know the world loves shitting on people they they rally around hate think about the republican party you know what i mean like i mean honestly fucking liberals too any extremist right it's rallying around hating something whether you don't like this you don't like that you want this judgment to be pushed and i'm starting to realize like i'm like this girl is kind of like that like underneath all this bullshit, like she's a little judgmental, like, and like that is her vibe. Her vibe is that she, as much as she's so business savvy, I feel like she never took accountability for, for shit that much. I just felt that there was a lot of times that she wasn't being her authentic self. Um, and so anyways, the, the, the comment that was made was, oh, well, they wouldn't need your coaching if they just watched his content. 
I was like, ooh, it's like that. It's like that. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I need some space right now. I was like, I, you would just set me off, you know? You know the little things to trigger me. And to be honest, maybe I said some things that trigger her too. So I can't even sit here and take full. It's not, it's not one-sided. She's not an asshole, right? She's a human being that I think, to be honest, I, I think this is really what it is. I had reservations. She didn't. It was always this, from the jump, the relationship started off of you're chasing me or this, this hierarchy almost of superiority. And I felt what happened was happening was she was doing little things to make me jealous. She was saying little things to kind of jab at me and bring me down because maybe I was appearing to her as somebody that was better than her. And it's kind of in some ways like, from the jump, I guess that's why it really matters that you do have to have some sort of maybe attraction or maybe not so much honesty and, and a lot more patience because from the jump, we're already creating this, you know, how would you say it? Unevenness. And now the whole time you're jabbing at me and I'm just like, she's like talking about like the girls. I mean, the guys that hit her up in her DMs. I'm like, who? I was like, what are you even talking about? I was like, let's be honest. Like I never even have to bring that shit up because you already know what time it is. So I was like, yo, I need some space. And oh, the other comment that was made was, oh, I have to get up and walk. And she's saying this because she's like recovering from surgery. And I know that sounds really small, but for a guy like me, I even turned around. I was like, I was like, you get to walk. I was like, you get to walk. I was thinking in my head, I was like, this girl's complaining about having to move her body. And I'm like, look at, you know, I am, I am this guy that is so active. I walk, I, I go to the gym and I take care of myself in a certain way. And I have somebody here who's afraid to go on a walk. I'm like, what am I doing? And, and so it was like both of the issues on that phone call kind of came up at once, right? My reservations. So what seemed like a very small conversation and, and little jabs was just a culmination of everything that I was feeling, I think. And I got so triggered that I hung up that phone and she doesn't even know this, but I blocked her for a half hour and I unfollowed her on fucking Instagram. And then I, 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 I was like, what am I doing? I was like, this is ridiculous. She texts me like four hours later. She's like, hey, or three hours later, she's like, hey, I'm just giving you your space. Like, I don't know what I did or what I said, but just know I'm here for you. And then I turned around and I was like, yo, uh, I, I can even tell you exactly what I said. And you want me to fucking make this an authentic podcast. You know, I guess here we fucking go, right? She said, I'm giving you your space. I don't know what I triggered. I'm sorry. I hope you're better here when you're ready. Uh, and this is what I said to her point blank. I said, I don't think we're a good fit for each other. I was like, I'm tired of feeling that way when I spend time with you. It seems like we always find a way to get under each other's skin. There's a mutual love here, but at the same time, I don't feel understood. I feel like it's a surface love, a surface understanding of who I am to my core. And it's not in alignment with who you are. We keep trying to ignore it or hide it because we like each other, but something is not right. I just believe we have different beliefs. It should be easier than this at this point. And it's been turbulent. And I don't think anyone is at fault. She said, I mentioned other creators. Other than that, I was trying to help. Not sure what, where or how that was taken wrong. I was like, I just don't think we're the same type of people. I don't know how to explain it. And she's like, I'm genuinely confused. We were having a great conversation. I was all in for you last night and this morning. I was trying to shoot ideas at you to help. I was not bringing up other creators to throw it in your face. That's how that you felt. That's on you, not me. I won't let you make me feel like I did something wrong. I care for you. I was like, I'm not blaming you for that. I was like, you didn't do anything on purpose. And that's why I'm saying it's no one's fault. I said, okay, Chris, holy shit. Fucking roller coaster. Take care. And that was that. I haven't talked since that conversation. Actually... I did send her a voice note last week, but she had me blocked, so it didn't actually go through. And to be honest, I'm pretty thankful. 
And it wasn't me saying, hey, I want you back. It was me saying, hey, I don't like the way things ended. We kind of just had, we had such a great friendship relationship. And for me, for, and I just felt like, I mean, these last couple of weeks, I've just felt like this hole just missing. And I just let her know, I was like, I hope everything is going great for you. Like, I just want you to know that I want to be a positive. And I, and I told her this when I was like, when we first started talking, I was like, above all else, I'm your friend. And I promise you I'll never not be that. And that's what I just reiterated to her. And I said, I hope everything's going well and just positive energy towards the things that you're doing and everything else like that. It didn't go through. I was like, you know, I could send it on my other phone or I could send an email and I'm like, there's a reason it didn't go through. And there's a reason that she has me blocked and she needs that time away. But I'll be honest, right? Like life's been very uncomfortable ever since. And something that I've been meditating on and you guys hate me for that. I know, but something I realize is this is a pattern for me, right? I meet these girls they're not really enough. And I go through these relationships trying to push things to work. And honestly, I, I feel like a lot of the things is, is like, I've been so focused on my work. I don't actually give somebody a real chance. It's not like I started dating her for pleasure. You know what I mean? It wasn't like that. It was, Hey, I need some help with work and, uh, you're around and we're vibing. And for some reason it, it's getting sexual, <laughs> but that's also what keeps happening too, is every girl that gets close to me, uh, in some way, sometimes like it becomes this, like, you know what I'm saying? Because I think everybody, we want that companionship. We want that person to come in and, and into our lives and, you know, do little things, right? You're cooking me a meal. Like everybody loves that. And I think as a guy, like, and I think my pattern has been is craving this validation. Like, and that's the thing is I was running everything by her. Every video I took, stories. I was using her as a crutch for everything. Hey, do I look good in this? Hey, do you like this video? Am I funny? So when this all went down and, and, and things ended, it was almost like, wow, Chris. You know, what do you just got to find somebody else to fill that gap again? How many times are we going to do this? How many times am I just going to fill the hole of validation? It's not even like I, I, I was dating some of these people for love. I'm not even looking for that, right? I, but I am, I guess. But I got to separate it. I got to build up who I am first. I got to build up my business first without the involvement of a girl. Because when that starts fucking happening... Now they're blending. And the problem is my job and my work are already blended. I talk about this shit so fucking openly and fucking real. It ruins everything I have going when in relationship. So I better get motherfucking certain about the work that I'm doing. Get in a routine. Find my lane. Find the things that are important to me. Helping the people that I help on a, on a, on a daily fucking basis as a coach. That needs to be my focus. And I need to validate myself. And I realized this is what happened with her is, you know, the reason I've been so attached and, and this is where it's so fucking hard is I'm like, fuck, do I miss her? Do I miss the friendship? Do I miss the, the person helping me with my shit? What is it? And... That's where I've just been going back and forth. Bro, I want to fucking call her so bad. I just want a conversation. I want somebody to tell me that they fucking love me. Because that's the other thing too. And I'll allude to the time that I went back to the club, right? When I go to the fucking club or the bar now, it's fucking hard. Like, yeah, is it fun to do it every once in a while? Sure, it is. You know, don't get me wrong. You get me out there and I'll pop a molly. You know what I mean? I, I'm good, bro. I, I'm still down to get fucked up and do something every once in a while. But the reality is my dreams are way bigger than the fucking club. And I go out there for two minutes and I see all these fucking people that don't even know themselves. I see all these people that are living for everybody else around them. 
wearing clothes to impress everybody else around them. Hanging out with everybody because they don't even want to sit with themselves. I, I want to be around people that are fucking getting it or going after it, going to the gym, taking care of themselves. And maybe some of those people are at the club sometimes, right? But for the most part, a lot of those people that are doing that consistently day after day, they're younger. They're in that phase of life where they're partying. Don't get me wrong. I was doing it for 10 years. I was doing it for 10 years. I've done Molly over 150 times in my life. I can't tell you the amount of things that have gone up my nose. You know what I mean? I'm a lifer. I fucking lived it. But it's time for me to fucking get shit done and get it going. And so now when I, I get rid of this girl who is 28 years old, is business savvy. Yeah, maybe we have this other issue where the pleasure and the business got mixed and it got messy. But the reality is I'm like, fuck, that was the closest thing I had to somebody in the realm of friendship that I want. And to be honest, all my other friends, they're all younger than me. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. Even, you know, go back to the girl that I was talking to, right? Like, I hang out with her and I'm just like, what is this? Really? What am I doing? It's the external validation. It's me chasing the sex because it shows me that I'm lovable. Or that, you know, I'm still fucking cool or I got it like that. And I'm trying to get out of that life so fucking hard. And and it's been fucking lonely, to be honest. It's a lonely motherfucking road. I look around at my friendships and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. There's not many of them that I'm like, I need to hold on to these and I need to, I need to keep cultivating this. I'm just in a different part of life. I'm in a different stage of life. And it's no offense. I want you to go live your life and be happy. And do the things that make you happy. But for right now, for me, it's almost like, fuck, I'm craving so bad somebody ahead of me, a mentor. I'm craving so bad uh, a connection where it's based on intelligence and not sex. That's why I've been uncomfortable, right? Is I realize that the reason I am so attached to this girl is, is a bunch of shit that I'm not giving myself. I'm not giving myself my own validation. I don't fully love myself. I'm confident Chris, but I'm out here fucking not the most confident person in the world, you know? And I think, listen, I'm human, right? So I'm being, I'm being very critical of myself, but that's the standard I hold myself. It's almost like I want to wake up to tomorrow and say to myself, I could post any video, I could do anything and not give a fuck about somebody else's judgment. And we live in a society today, and I, it is in our DNA to want to be part of the crowd. It is. That is survival 101. That is our primal instinct, right? So trying to break our primal instinct is what I'm trying to do through fucking sitting here, meditation, skipping out on the clubbing, skipping out on the partying, realizing that a lot of my friendships are kind of based on that. When they want to go hang out, where do they want to go? They want to go get fucked up, you know? And, and the reason I need to put myself in this position where it's almost like I have to reshuffle my friendships, I ha and that's what I'm saying. It's a lot of changes at once, and that's why I feel this way. I got rid of that girl, and then honestly, a lot of the close friendships that I'm having, I'm limiting the amount of time that I'm spending with them. I'm like, okay, I'll go to the club, and I'll do something every once in a while, but I can't make that my life. It's time to elevate. But, and then it's weird because I'm like, elevate to what? Elevate to what? Be sober and do what? I guess help people more. And I'm down for that. Don't get me wrong. Like doing this podcast, but I still want to have some fun experiences. I'm still down to go out. I'm still down to get fucked up. But it's like, it's almost like I want to, I want to get fucked up and do drugs with people that are like, you know, 28, 30, got a business. We could talk about shit. You know, when we come home to afters and it's four in the morning and we're all doing fucking blow, I'd rather do it with a bunch of people that have the life experience or have conversation that's going to elevate me. And a lot of the people that I have conversations with right now in my life that are my friends, they're not elevating me. I hate this like idea of feeling craving more or whatever, but it it's so isolating, you know. Um. And I and I think one thing that I feel like was missing from this previous relationship, and again, I don't really know fully because here's the thing: is I didn't have enough information. I didn't know if she was 
what she was showing me. I didn't, I, I don't know for a fact. I just know that my intuition told me something here is fucking wrong, Chris. I remember sitting when I, that conversation happened. My gut was just like, <gasps> it was like, you, you have to stop talking to this person. She's not making you feel good. And it's hard because now I look back and I'm like, fuck, I want that. You know what I mean? I want, oh my God, I want it so bad. I want to have that conversation. I want to know how she feels. I don't want to know how she's doing. But I'm also like, Chris, like this is, again, what is it? Again, what is the attachment that I'm missing from this person? It's again, it's me feeling like I, I can't validate myself. And that's what she was doing for me. She was making me feel loved. I knew that if I had a shitty video or if the internet died tomorrow, at least there was somebody that was going to be at home with me and tell me everything was going to be okay. Now I got to look myself in the face and I got to ask myself, Chris, can you post things and not give a fuck about what people feel? Can you post things and take the risk of not knowing that some people are not going to like the shit that you got to say? Can you take the risk that you're going to be fucking cringy? Can you take the risk that people are going to hear this shit and be butthurt? I'm fucking done people pleasing, bro. And that's what's weird is, is how is confidence, Chris, a people pleaser? I think we all are deep down, to be honest. How the fuck do you break that shit? One thing I got to start doing is trusting my fucking self and loving myself and understanding that I can do this. I can build this business without a girl. I could build this business without somebody holding the fucking camera for me. Somebody telling me that it's cool. Somebody telling me that my earrings don't look fucking weird. Somebody telling me that I actually was funny in this video. And it's fucking hard. That's what it is. It's no judgment, right? It's no judge. People are not, you're, you're not below me. I am just me. I am myself and I need to trust myself and not worry about what the fuck you're doing. But I have to take care of myself and have boundaries with the people that I don't believe are elevating me. And it's on me to not have those nights where I'm up doing blow till seven. And it's on me to not spend time with people that that is their life. It's on me to not spend time with people that are making me feel judged. It's on me to not hang out and spend a lot of time with women that are not the full package unless you're just my homie. Keep that circle small. Try not to get distracted. And just fucking help people be confident. Find their inner validation. And what it comes down to is leading by example. I got to walk it like I talk it. I'm not bad at relationships. It's not that. Have I learned a lot of shit? Yeah. But I fucking know what I'm talking about. I could coach. I could fucking coach, motherfucker. Trust me. I'll get your shit right. But now it's time to elevate for myself and really fucking put it into practice. And hopefully my efforts will bless me with a woman that is everything I'm looking for. Life will bless me with success. And success means me helping as many fucking people as possible and making as many people laugh and, and showing the rawest, realest version of my fucking self so that other people can feel comfortable enough to do it themselves. All right. I'll talk to you soon.